Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. We've been in this series. We just started it last week. Actually, Pastor Amy Snyder kicked us off last week, which was phenomenal, in this series that we're calling From, Revival, uh, From Survival to Revival. And, and, and she said the first step for us, right, the first step that you and I have to take towards revival is repentance. Repentance is the step number one. And so uh, Pastor Amy did a great job in explaining that with us last week. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up and kind of go into today's message, which if you grabbed an outline or if you're in our message notes on our app, you will see today's title is Wash, Rinse, Repeat. <laughs> I mean, what's that all about? And it's all about this. The simple idea is that we are constantly going through this routine, this uh, same-o, same-o, daily, you know, routine of day in and day out, and I'm just trying to get through the day, and it's this, this mundane, it's a grind, I'm just trying to get through the day today, and it's this wash, rinse, repeat, you know, kind of like this is just what we do. We just do this. This is my routine. This is what I do every Monday. This is what I do every Tuesday. And we find ourselves in this space and this grind in this place where it actually begins to suck the life and the joy out of living. And we find ourselves there. We find ourselves in this like monotonous cycle of just nothing is happening. And what I want to talk about today in going in this direction with our series of survival to revival, is I want us to talk about how to break free, how to get unstuck from this type of lie, how to, how to break free from the monotony. Ooh, that was a rhyme. Somebody uh, dial up Lecrae for me real fast, because I got a rap song for him, or KB, maybe Andy Mino, somebody. Not a whole lot of fans here, I see. <laughs> We're going to move out of survival mode and into revival mode. It's the life that God wants for you, and he wants it for me, and that's what I want us to look at. And so the first thing that I want us to see is uh, how changing, how we're going to change and make this shift in our life always begins with choosing. Uh, you may want to write that down. I don't know if that's in there, but changing always starts with choosing. It always does. Until you make some choices in your life, nothing, no change will happen until those choices are made. Changing always, always starts with choosing. Your ability to choose. By the way, the ability that you have to choose is uh, to make moral choices in your life is an incredible gift that was given to you by God, right? You, you have that, and others do not have that, and it's absolutely amazing that he's given us. And here's something I want you to see. The choices that you make, your choices for your life, they shape your life far more than your circumstances do. Do you guys know that? Your choices shape your life far more than circumstances. You can overcome circumstances. You can do that. And anybody can, honestly, by making the right choices. And then here's something else too. Come on, talk back church. I want you to get in this with me. You, you, yes, are a product of your past, but you are not a prisoner of your past. That is the truth. And so we can look back and we can see all the things that have happened in our lives, but we don't have to get stuck there. We can move beyond it because God has something for us. We don't have to do that. We can change. We can break free by making these choices as we're led by the Holy Spirit. 
So you know this, though, if you're going to make good choices, you're going to see good results. But if you're going to make bad choices, you're going to see bad results and suffer those consequences. So as we talked about repentance is the key, it is absolutely vital to revival. Today I want to look at breaking free from the monotony by choosing to change. Okay, it's going to be something active that you and I have to do. But I want to talk about why is this so important. And I put this in your outline and it's up on the screen. So for those of you that are taking notes, why is this such a big deal? The first one, here's what the Bible tells us and I want you to write this down. Because my thoughts direct my life. My thoughts direct my life. Proverbs 4.23 says this. It says, be careful how you think. Your life is, check this out, shaped by your thoughts. You see that? I want you to circle the word shaped. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Every action in your life, every reaction in your life, everything that you feel, everything that you do, it starts with a thought. It begins in the mind. And this is what scripture shows us. Now, you can use this truth, this fact, the reality, for good or for bad. Like you get to choose. Because good thoughts lead to good behavior and good actions, but bad thoughts lead to unhealthy behavior and unhealthy habits and unhealthy actions. The truth is, is here's what happens is we don't, we don't realize or recognize how often we sabotage, that we sabotage ourselves from our own inward dis- dis- discussions that we have with ourselves internally, that we are sabotaging ourselves, talking to ourselves all the time, You're probably talking to yourself right now. How long is Joe going to talk today? I'm already wondering. This guy's already fired up. My thoughts direct my life. Here's the second one. Write this down. My struggles happen in my mind. My struggles, your struggles, they happen in the mind. That's where it all begins, right there. You may not realize it, but every second of your life, there is a battle in your brain. All the time. All the time it's happening. Right now, there's a battle going on in your brain. It's a mental battle. It's a battle between right and wrong or what's hard or easy. Uh, It's a battle between good or evil. It could be a battle of doing something healthy, like making a healthy choice or making an unhealthy choice. Like, what am I going to do today? Am I going to get a large salad or a large pizza? (laughs) Or 17 burritos. It's constantly going on. There's all, it's always happening. Stress is a mental struggle. Depression, if you're feeling down, depression is a mental struggle. It's a battle for every negative emotion. Anger is a mental battle. Starts in your mind. Fear starts in your mind. Jealousy, resentment, loneliness, all of these things. Addictions, discouragement, low self-esteem low self-worth. There's a battle happening in your brain, and that's where the struggle is. Look at James 4.1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? In other words, why do you get in conflict all the time with other people? Here's, don't they come from the desires that battle within you? Constantly. Just constant battle. The Apostle Paul was like just gut-level honest when uh, he talked about this battle that's happening in his brain and what he's dealing with all the time. In Romans chapter 7, in Romans chapter 7, here's what he says, and and I think it's in your outline too, but on the screen. Paul says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there's something else deep within me that is at war with my mind. Do you see that? 
battling my brain. And he says, and, and wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin within me. In my mind, he says, I want to be God's servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. If you're, you are taking notes, you got a pen or a pencil or something, here's what I want you to do. I want you guys to circle these, these words. Circle the, the word war. Circle the word fight. War and fight. Circle the word mind and circle the word enslaved. Like that pretty much describes us all. Those right there. Battle in your brain. And sometimes you're conscious of it. And you're, you're well, and you can feel the tension. Like you know what's going on. But there are so many times when you and I, we are just totally unaware. Completely unaware of these competing thoughts that are happening or these competing desires or these competing goals. They're battling in your brain. And it's a major cause, my friends. Please hear me. It is a major cause of this mental fatigue, this wear down that, we, that started for many of us in the pandemic season, and so many are still stuck in it today. And they're in this survival mode mindset. Here's the third reason why. Write this down. Uh, it's where God's spirit works in me. It's such an important verse. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. Look at what it says. It says, let the spirit change your way of thinking. You might want to underline that. Let the Spirit change your way of thinking. And what's the result? It makes you into a new person. This is how it begins. This is, it starts with your thinking. Uh, I like this NIV version of it too, Ephesians 4, but I, I started a verse early in, in verse 22 just to bring a little bit more clarity. Here, here's what it says, and I think it's on the screen for you as well. It says, uh, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. That's the battle that the brain that's happening. It's a, but to be made new in your attitude of your minds and to put on a new self created to be like God in how? In true righteousness and holiness. See, you get to choose the ideas that, you're going, that are going to control your life. Romans 8, 6. If your thinking is controlled by your own sinful ways, it leads to death. But if your thinking is controlled by the Holy Spirit, that leads to what? You get to choose. You get a choice. I'm going to have life and peace in my life, or I'm going to hit a dead end. Like, I get to choose. Now, those are the reasons why it's so important for all of us. But now I want us to give some practical things, just a few practical steps of what you and I can do day in and day out, just making these daily choices. And so here they are. Write this down. Every day, every single day, I have to choose to feed my mind with the best thoughts. Like, this is a choice that I'm making. Rather than just falling into this pattern of the same old, the same old grind routine, I'm going to make this choice. You get to choose how you feed your brain. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 gets very specific about what we're supposed to do. Look at this. 4.8, brothers and sisters, fill your mind with thoughts that are, look at the list. Thoughts that are true, thoughts that are noble, thoughts that are right, thoughts that are pure, thoughts that are beautiful, thoughts that are admirable. Think about things that are excellent and think about things that are worthy of praising. Like I, I tell Kathleen all the time, I go, babe, the Bible says think about things of excellence, so just, you should just think about me. Like, <laughs> and you'll be set. She rolls her eyes, though, for some reason. 
But when, when, check it out. When you read this, will you keep that on the screen, please? When you read through Philippians 4, 8, look, if you were honest, you guys, you guys want to get honest? Does that, <laughs> somebody said no. <laughs> I, I'm done with that, Joe. Does this list, like, look at this list. Does this list of things to think about accurately describe the things that you think about throughout the day? Like, we have to train ourselves to do that. It doesn't just come natural. It doesn't. Ugly, ugly comes natural. Did you know that? So, so we have to follow God's word, and we have to train ourselves to do that. And to think about thoughts that are lovely, that bring peace in our lives. It's a choice. Now, I'm going to hang out here for a minute. Um, we have to choose what we're bringing in. We have to choose those best thoughts. We have to choose to think about these kind of thoughts. And so then what that means then is I need to, and I highly recommend this for all of us, to begin to monitor what we take in. Let's just monitor it and see what it's like. Let's just see what it's like. Like, just check it out. Like, what are you taking in throughout the day? Like, just, just on Monday, just start taking a log of the things that you were taking in. Like, what does it look like? You're diving into God's Word. You're praying. Uh, maybe you're doing a devotional. Uh, what else are you doing? Network news, cable news, social media. What else? YouTube. What else are we doing? I mean, nobody's using threads, right? You guys aren't using threads, are you? <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, I guess you're not using it. So we have to monitor that. And then when you do the monitoring, when you do that, then you, then you look at it and you say, do I need to limit something? After you monitor, do I need to, do there need to be some limits put up here somewhere? Because check this out. If, if we put all of this stuff on a scale, right? Fancy scale. If we put all these things on a scale, like all the great things that we're taking in, and maybe the things that aren't so great, that don't match this, that aren't so great that we're taking in. What, is, what does the scale look like? Just curious. Because you can be like, yeah, man, I wake up every day and I, and I am praising the Lord right out of bed and, and I go and I read like a chapter out of Proverbs and I read a chapter out of Psalms and, and just meditate on that and then, I, and then I pray. And so what did you get there? 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes you got there, which is awesome. By the way, if you're doing that, big props to you because that's a big, big deal. And I don't want to minimize that. That's a big deal if that's what you're doing. That's awesome. So there you are on the scale. Now let's go through your day. How's the scale going? What are you doing? I know you all take your phone into the bathroom. You're reading Bible in there, I hope. 
Look at man, we find like any little moment, so many people, they find little moments and they sneak in, they sneak in YouTube or whatever social media thing they're doing. I don't know, any TikTok fans up in here? <laughs> like it's so much fun. TikTok's got all kinds of fun stuff on there. But here's, but here's what I've seen happen, maybe to myself, maybe to my spouse, I don't know. Have you ever sat there with TikTok on just doing this? And then you did it right before bed. And then you realize the sun is coming up. <laughs> right? Like that's an actual TikTok video. Like they're like making fun of the people that use the TikTok. Because that's what happens. And so now where am I on the scale? I only listen to preachers on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want your feed. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even in that, there's still so much stuff, right? Advertisements, so many things that come through all of that stuff. Let me just share a couple of verses with you. Proverbs 15, 18 says this. A wise person is hungry for the truth. Look at that. Underline that. Hungry for the truth. Oh, you can. It's not in your outline. While the fool, look at, feeds on trash. You ever heard of trash TV? Here's another one. Like, he, he tells us to feed on the truth, to feed on the truth. What is the truth? Here, J Jesus tells us in John 17, 17, sanctify them. It's a prayer to Father for the disciples and you and I. Sanctify them by your truth. What is it? Your word is what? It's his word of God. It's how we're changed. Look at, this is it right here. It's how we're changed. God's word is truth. What am I allowing into my mind? What am I taking in? Here's another verse. Uh, Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. This is soul food right here, right? This is, it's food for the soul. I'm not just talking about greens and all that good stuff. Man, some of the Houston Texan days are starting to come up now. Soul food, the word of God, getting into us. Here's the second choice that I have to make. Daily. Second, I must choose every day to free my mind from destructive thoughts. I have to choose to free, to be free. And, and listen, it's a choice. It's a choice. I have to choose to free my mind from destructive thoughts. Listen, folks, that stuff creeps up in on you. Those destructive thoughts creep in on you, and you settle in on them sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it comes in, you're not even 100% sure where it came from, but it came in, and now you're going to sit there and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and work it a little bit. Mm-hmm, I know she said that, mm-hmm. And you sit on that, and it's ugly. Romans 8, 5. Those, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, right? That's the way of doing things, right? My old way, the, the way I was habitually trained to act, the, the sinful nature. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. It's, it's what you think about. Uh, to, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that what? Please the Spirit. Please the Spirit. 
this verse, he talks about uh, dominated and he talks about control. You, you were either controlled by the enemy, Satan, who, who puts these little thoughts and those little destructive thoughts into your mind. He can't force you to do anything, but he drops those things in there. And you will either allow them or not. And you can either be controlled by that thought or controlled by God, right? Where scripture tells us to capture every thought in Jesus Christ. But here's the deal, though. There's some enemies working up against you. There's some enemies working against you, okay? And, and they're battling against that, that. These enemies want to drop in these destructive thoughts. They want it to hit you. And so there's three things, and I want you to write these down because I didn't put them anywhere in your outline, but I want you to write them down. But here's the first one. What do you think the first biggest enemy to yourself is? Yeah. They're smart people. It's you. You're the problem. You are your own worst enemy so many times. And it, what are we talking about? It's your old nature. It's easy to fall into. For, if you guys were here that day that I had the guys up on stage and I showed how often that we want to go back to the flesh, we want to go back to the body. The soul and the spirit are constantly going this way. It's why it's so important to be led in, by the Holy Spirit. And so we are a problem. And I think I have a scripture for you. No, maybe not. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. You are a problem, and then the enemy, Satan, is a problem. And he's going to come, and he's going to drop those destructive thoughts. And he will try to plant you to think about something. He'll want you to think about it and sit in it and sit in it and let you, and then you take it. And you begin to work it and work it and work it. And it leads you and I to sin. Here's a third enemy. The third enemy is the world. The world that we live in. The world values. The world value system. Where we live is a problem. Which is constantly promoted, right? Think about this. Think about everything in this world is constantly promoted by advertisers, movies, TV, music, celebrities, you name it. And look at 1 John 2.16. Here's what it says. All, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father. Did you see what he said? All of it. It's not of the Father, right? It's of what? Did you notice that he said, there ain't nothing around you that's going to encourage you to do the right thing? <laughs> nothing. All the stuff in this world is trying to do is to get you to go the wrong way. Nothing encourages you to be disciplined. Nothing encourages you to be unselfish. Which is, which is why... I've said this from day one, from the very beginning. I said, listen, folks, I want you and I, we're going to be a church. We're going to be a people who live by faith. We're going to be people who live by faith, which literally means what? That we're going to walk in obedience to what God's word says. That's what it means. Because it's going to take faith and action. You're going to have to live by faith because everything in here is straight up the opposite of the world. And you have to live by faith and walk in obedience did you hear that word? And nobody likes that word. There's a great resource, by the way, of the enemies of your mind, and, uh, which is well, well written. It's John Mark Comer. The book, the book is called Live No Lies. Like you want to 
take a deep dive into those enemies, because he talks about it stills your peace. Like, it's a great book. All right, I got to finish. Here's a review. I feed my mind with the best thoughts. I I free my mind from destructive thoughts. And then here's the third one. Write this down. I got to choose to focus my mind on the right things. I got to shift my focus. It's an action. It's a choice. I got to shift. So here's three things that I want you to think about. Um, Here's the first one. Number one, write this down. Think about Jesus. Think about Jesus. I already know what you're saying right now. You're like, wow, thank you, Bible scholar. Wow, that's incredible insights. Who would have ever thought to think about Jesus? Y'all, all 'all. y'all, and me. 2 Timothy 2.8, keep your mind on Jesus Christ. Think about Jesus because... When you're scrolling through, are you thinking about Jesus? All right, I'm not trying to be a killjoy. You, you have to find the balance in your life. That's why I said the first thing you have to do is monitor, okay? The first thing is monitor. And then you figure out if there needs to be limitations. But the scriptures tell me, and the changes that I need to make, I got to keep my mind on Christ, right? I got to keep my mind on Philippians 4.8. So, so maybe, maybe, Maybe you just have that verse, 2 Timothy 2.28, written out somewhere. Maybe you have it written out, and you put it on the TV, or you put it on your laptop, or you make it the lock screen on your phone. Here's the next one. Number two, think about, think about others. Don't just think about yourself. Philippians 2.4, don't just think about your own affairs, but also be interested in others, too, and what they're doing. Hebrews 10.24, let us think about each other and let us help each other and show love and do good deeds. So I'm going to think about Jesus, I'm going to think about others, and then here's the third thing to focus on, I'm going to think about eternity. Why? Because, check this out, Colossians 3.2, let, let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't, do not think only about things down here on earth. Okay, We're going to be done with this. Look, um, fill your mind with the things of heaven, meaning this. Don't just think about the things of the earth. Do you know why? Because the the things of this earth are, do you know the answer? Temporary. They're temporary, right? These things will not last. And if we're putting all of our energy and efforts into building some great things here on earth that do not have heaven in mind, that are not focused on the eternal, and if I don't have an eternal mindset, then I'm, then I'm building nothing here on earth. It's temporary. And so the things that I'm doing on this earth, they need to have an eternal outcome. I, I give my life to this. This is what I do. I just go after the things that matter about eternity. I don't need to build up great things here. I don't need to build up great things. Oh, you're going to have a great name here. Who cares? It's gone. Puff, it's gone. I don't need 50 million Twitter followers. I don't need it. Nobody wants the headache of all those comments anyway. 
I want to build towards heaven of the eternal, of the eternal, not the things here on earth. We can break, we can break free from the mundane. We can. We, we can absolutely do it. We can break free from survival mode. It begins with repentance. As Pastor Amy told us last week, it begins with repentance. But then it moves into changing the way we think by choosing to change. It begins with you and the choices that you make. We've laid it out today. Will you do it with me? I believe you will.